Welcome to Paranoia, Fight Together, or Die a Clone. I always re-record me saying that because the circumstances of the episode have changed every time, but maybe I'll use this somewhere. I'm Gosts, I'm the Game Master. Oh, is this the part we all introduce ourselves? If you want. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to. Greetings, citizens, and welcome to Paranoia, episode 44 of Fight Together or Die a Clown. I think I did that backwards, but it didn't sound too bad, so let's keep it. That seems to be the methodology with which our players decide if they should keep their plans or not, so it seems only appropriate. In any case, last episode we started mission 5, and we managed to almost get to the mission site. I believe we have arrived now, and just as we did so, there was one more audio crash. Fortunately, I'm pretty sure that's the last one that we have this mission, and for the foreseeable future, so there shouldn't be any more problems. But that is why we must now proceed to the opening in which we try to remember what we were just doing. Which we shall now do. Uh, we've experienced another audio crash, and we're trying one more time to live. If this doesn't work, we'll try again tomorrow when Discord is more stable. Or podcast cancel. Or else the podcast is canceled. When we last left our heroes... We just arrived on the... The train? No. The tram? The cable car? Hey, team captain. We're... We're gonna... We're gonna go to the... The war. No, let's go to the snack zone. Well, hang on a sec. First, um... Just to make sure you have... You guys should check your service board. Uh, where's the link to our service board? You don't always have your service board up? Here, let me just read it for you. Absolutely not. Are you kidding? Anytime anyone has the opportunity, they should strive to learn more about the wonderful world of Alpha Complex. Why is it so wonderful in order to better monitor your ability to learn things while also performing troubleshooting missions? HPD and MC request that you give a five-minute presentation at the end of your mission on what you learned about the EHEAT exhibit. You may elect one person to give this or collaborate, but either way, it will affect your entire team's grade. Details about oh, your troubleshooting mission are not relevant. Only historical details of Alpha Complex that you learned. It affects the mission a... score, and if we get a grade of A, we get 100 credits. Okay, I know I know how to do this. We just need a board, and we need pictures. And they don't care about anything else. We can just ramble on about uh, space for all they care. As long as you got a board and picture. Does anyone have a camera on them? Uh, I hold up my PDC, PDC and has... I say, this is a camera. Mm-hmm. Can you print out pictures on that? I can send it to my work... Uh, computer and then print out pictures there. Can we do that, Goss? <laughs> Probably. We're gonna get yeah. an A. Alright, now where can we get a board? Hmm. At the party supply store for like three credits. We could use one <laughs> of these board? maps and glue the them on our board. The problem is it's at the end of the mission. Goss, not how much at... do one of these maps cost so I can uh, glue it to our, our mood board? A map for rounds is five credits. Here's All right, the... I'm going to uh, pay five credits for one of these maps to put on our uh, report. Here's the problem. We have to give the it at the end. Vendotron thanks you for your purchase. Let's get it at the end of the mission. We, can't, we don't have time to go to a, a party store. There's always time to go to a party store, but... No. I guess. Hey, uh, are there any museum people around? Like, like staff that aren't just robots? Um, so you take a look around. Uh, it looks like there are a couple people around, but these probably are not park staff so much as they are people preparing the museum, you know? Sure. Um, but you could talk to some of them. They look, like, most of them look like they're in maintenance uniforms. Yeah, I'd love to talk to one of them. Can I flag one over? Uh, yeah. Uh, you go up to somebody, uh, at the cargo area, and you say hello. 
and he turns to look at you and he says, Oh, uh, hi. Hi, uh, I'm here with HPDMC, uh, and I have a couple questions for you. I was wondering if you could help me out. Oh, well, uh, he looks nothing, around to see if there's anyone no, else he can deflect to. Nothing serious, trust me. Okay, sure, what's going on? All right, two questions, pretty simple. First one, do you have poster board? Poster board? Yeah, it's like a board that you can put stuff on. Well, you could check the like this supplies, big. but I don't think so. Okay. Well, that's not the answer I was wanting to hear. The second answer is, you guys have been working pretty hard to put this place back together, right? And refurbish yeah. it, right? What would you do if this place fell crumbling into <laughs> the sea below? <laughs> and you had to restart from scratch? Uh, that... <laughs> Wow, that uh, that would be <laughs> terrible. That would be a would disaster. You, would you uh, say that that would have a negative impact on your mental health and yes, well-being? Okay. Absolutely. Do you oh, think wait, a little bit of question. mind control could help you get over your mental health and well-being crisis if uh, you were placed into such a situation? Oh, oh, perhaps. Perhaps. Thank you, no. citizen. Wait. I, I just walk away. don't. I mean, it's. He, he tries to change his mind as you leave, but it's too late. All right. I've got control. this in the bag. Gotcha. All right, now what? Uh, I guess we should just we take a tour of this facility. Maybe, maybe figure out where the troubleshooters are. Yeah. Oh, wait, I... before I forget it, uh, lights ram. That's me. Yeah. Oh, uh, I want to go to the war. Ultra war. Ultra, ultra war. war. ultra war. Ultra war. Ultra war. Ultra lord? Ultra War! I'm running to the Ultra War exhibit. Alright. I guess you. we're going to the Ultra War exhibit. Um, so you gotta, you're going to go to Zone 2 Ultra War exhibit? Yeah. yeah. Can we go to the snack right. zone? What is a... Uh... Miss Fowl! I want to show off my Ultra War figure! Hmm. Sheen, this is the seventh time this week you've shown us the Ultra Lord exhibit. No. I know! I want to show it again! This is awful. <laughs> okay. no, keep that in. Stop saying delete this. That's when he doesn't delete this. <laughs> yeah, but like he so... has ears and he knows that people should not listen to that. <laughs> he has a brain and he knows that they must suffer to be no true joy. Ultra War. So, anyways, uh, you guys head over to the Ultra War section. Um, as you walk along the metal pathways, uh, eventually you reach an area. Um, this this area is mostly occupied by two things. There's some like stands and stalls and some like stuff to read, you know, on on little podiums. But mostly, it's just two things here in this section. And it, these sections are not small, so that says something. Um, one of them is so you know, like the 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 eponymous cargo container, right? Yeah. Uh, like the Gary's Mod cargo container, you know? Yeah, cargo Not container. really, but... Okay. But yeah. it's it's the big rectangle of metal. So imagine that, but it's a robot shaped like that. And the big broad side is actually the front of it. It's basically just a gigantic wide torso and then ridiculously large legs with tread feet. And then incredible shoulders going 
left and right. And wow, these shoulders are incredible. The shoulders go on for days. Short, it's short, it's squat proportionally, but it is fucking wide. Is there like a, 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 a what are they called? Like a board, like a infra- yes. info board. Yes, I look is. at it. I read it. Uh, this is uh, apparently this is something called a pyrus unit. Pyrus. Pyrus. Is this a rare robot? Um, this was one of the earliest warbots created uh, right after Alpha Complex was founded. Holy shit! Uh, so guys, yes, this is this is a rare robot. If you'd like to guys, take a picture, and guys, I'm posing in front of the robot. Take a picture of it. I'll take a great me. picture of you. Hold take on, a, take such a good your, picture. Your All right, what, what do I roll to take a great picture? Oh, um, what do you roll to take a great? picture? I want to take an amazing picture. I want to take something that goes in the history books for how good of a picture it is. And then it can go on exhibit next to this thing. Mm. Um, sur- is this surveillance, robot? I guess, would almost make sense. Surveillance, great. I'm is this good robot on? I pat it. Is it on? Just a quick refresher. One of Kyle's secret missions is that he must still pat 20 robots. I'm probably saying this too many times if you're listening to these most recent episodes in a row, but if you're listening to them as they come out, then you might have forgotten. Or if you're just picking this one at random, then you definitely wouldn't know at all. Also, since Lights is now officially a member of the Bot Spotters, he does actually have a reason for getting a picture of himself with a rare robot, so, uh, good for him, I guess. Um, it does not appear to be on. There are actually, you notice as you get closer, there are a couple people actually, uh, doing some work on it, uh, Cleaning and replacing some of the parts so you could talk to them. But it's not moving or doing anything. Now the lights are on. Are there any, like, uh... This is a, this is part of the exhibit, right? Uh, I would hope so. <laughs> well, I, right. I don't know if it's, like, out. But are there any, like, little plaques that tell us about it? I take a yes. pretty good... Yeah. Uh, that's what you were just reading. The Pirates Unit is one of the... One of the, uh, original warbots. Very, very old. I take a... I take an okay picture. I have two successes, one failure. It's pretty decent. Okay. Just a picture. Um, so two successes. That's pretty good. There's some. There's more details on the board, but a lot of them are censored. Uh, robot. I say to our robot. Yes. Scan. You're better. And I point at the bigger robot. Is that a real big robot? That's historical accurate. It looks at you and it looks at the robot and it says, "The robot is real." Uh, it looks at it. And scans it and says, I'm not an expert on robotics. However, this appears accurate, and it does not appear to contain anything which would be treasonous for citizens to view. Excellent. Good work, robot. Some of the weapon systems do appear to be outdated, dangerous, and unstable. However, since the machine is not on, this does not seem like it should be an issue. Okay, uh, does, uh, from your scan, uh, can you determine if this machine is able to be turned on, or have they disabled that functionality? The machine does not appear to have any power cores, so I believe that it cannot be activated at the moment. And how difficult is it to insert power cores into this horrible machine of death? I'm not sure. I'm not familiar enough with this model of robot. Got it. Great. Uh, so I'm going to pen down right now. I'm, I'm, I'm watch- You can watch me do this. Don't worry about traders turning on the big death robot and killing me with it, based on what you just told me. Okay. What if I worry about myself turning on the big death robot and killing me? I'm and, looking uh, at you. Before you get too in-depth on this, I just want to let you know that the other thing is even bigger than this. 
Um, in fact, it's several times bigger. And it is it behind up. us, or is it like behind this robot? It's basically the entire section, um, and it is a gigantic metal thing. It's basically it looks like a building, but with like a rounded bottom, and it's been mounted here. And if you're in the armed forces, you probably know that this is a big boat. Boats are not very common in Alpha Complex because there's not a lot of water, but there is water, and they are there are some sectors that are basically water. Uh, and... Can you get in it? Please shit. Well, there there does there appears to be um, a large ramp connected to the boat right now. So hypothetically, you could climb up. Um, it looks like there's lots of people on the boat and around the boat. Are, are there troubleshooters on the boat? Um, I, you don't, I try you don't to go see someone in, You don't see someone in a troubleshooter uniform right now. Okay, so if the platform the collapses, we get in the boat. I right. just as armed forces. And am I now on the boat? Are you now on the boat? You could be. Yes. Why would you be getting on the boat? I I said three times I want to go up the ramp. Yeah, it's but, very cool. But so, okay, you're yeah, going sure. up the ramp. Okay, I'm up on the ramp. I want to check out the boat. Okay. Are there any plaques and stuff up here? So you get to the top, um, and once you are uh, on, you you step down. So there's you're on the you're on the deck. This is called the deck of the boat. You probably don't know that, but that's all right. There's railings. Um, it looks like there's just giant fucking artillery mounted on this boat. It looks like <laughs> there's three giant artillery platforms. There's also a big tower sticking up. Um, what are the people on the boat All kinds doing? of cool stuff. Oh, my God. And uh, there's lots of people going around here. And one of them says, hey, uh, are you supposed to be up here? This is it not part of the exhibit? Yes. Then yes. Then yes. Uh, okay. Uh, he's just infrared, so he just says, okay, and he just walks away. Yeah, learn your place. <laughs> your place trash. <sighs> How much of this artillery is functional or capable of being brought up to speed quickly? Are you inspecting it yourself, or are you asking someone? I can inspect it myself, properly. God, you um, really want some artillery to come online, don't you? At I a can... glance, this stuff We're looks like... We're just worried. This stuff looks authentic and functional, but you would have to get inside and see the insides, of course, to know. Well, let's go inside. Can we go inside? Well, well it's open. There's, there's a door. Uh, the door's closed, the door. but you could... Ah, I try it. Is it openable? Uh, you take it, and it seems like it's openable, yeah. This little conversation really reminds me of Dungeons & Dragons. The player taking the door and saying... Does it look like it could open? And I say, yes, it looks like it can open. The player touching the door and saying, does it feel like it could open? And I say, yes, it feels like it could open. In Dungeons and Dragons, doing stupid shit like this all the time in order to check for traps is annoying and takes away from the experience. But in Paranoia, well. Also, quick question. Uh Uh-huh. Never mind. Look, Kyle, that's first. Uh, this could this boat. Can I see this, the tram stations from where I'm at right now on this boat? Um, when you're on top of it, you can see over the the stacks of containers and the robot and everything. And yes, you can see the tram station. Oh, quite, wait, yeah, can we see? Busy, but... These are coming online. They're yeah. gonna be online. Can Feel we my bones. see the rest of bones. the building? Uh, I mean, sorry, where was that? Can we see the rest of the building from the boat? You can see most of the museum from up here. Is there a crow's um, nest? Um, not exactly. The center of it has, like, 
a big raised area, and then on, on top of that, there's a, a tower. And you could probably climb up on top of the tower if you're good at climbing things. But I think you're supposed to like be inside of it and then and then look around. There's not open specifically the a place to stand really high up, but let's open the door. Let's go in the boat. All right, so you're opening it. Yeah. Uh, All right. Wait. There's a and it just falls off its hinges and lands on the metal deck. It makes a big bang noise. I point at the robot and I say, "Scan that." <laughs> Uh, so a bunch of people rush over and say, oh no, the door, oh no. Uh, and the robot scans the door and says, this is a piece of metal. The door wasn't safe. Uh, one of the workers comes up to you and says, this boat's not very safe. We're trying to get it, uh, you know, safe and palatable and, and workable. Before but the, the opening. opening is t- tomorrow? I start saying it's... No. I start no, they all, say, they all start chanting, no, no, <laughs> no. Month... When does it open? Opens in two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks? You got what? doors falling off and this is open in two weeks? How are you ever going to pass your HP inspections? HPD and MC inspections, I shout loudly. That yes. is us! Uh, all of them clap their hands on their cheeks and make the home alone face. And uh, they they get the door back up and they start trying to fix it and they say, we're so sorry, we're not trying to... We're We're trying to... We're, you know... The door and the this big boat. We're trying to fix all of it, but it's very hard. Let me ask you a question, sir. What's the purpose of a door that can't close? Open. Open. We were trying to open it. Historical accuracy, he says. Good answer. You, you pass. That's an excellent answer, actually. I have... Gosh. Yes? I want to use my binoculars. I want to see if I can't find uh, our dear friends. That's a good idea. Um, you, you get up, you, you just go to the, the nose, the tip, the, the front. And the you, bow, the bow. You whip out some binoculars and you, uh, you start looking around, see if you can spot any troubleshooter uniforms. Um, let's see. It looks like there are some troubleshooter, uh, reflect armor, shiny and bright, uh, in the snack zone right now. That's where I said we should go. Can we go to the snack zone now, Captain? Fine, I'll allow it. We haven't, yes. we'll get snackies. We haven't inspected the boat yet. We yeah, did but I want to inspect the snackies. No, we opened a door. We need to yeah. inspect the lower. We're in your place, Trasher. Go in the snack zone. <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> Listen, if you want to inspect the boat more, we can stay here and inspect the boat while they get snackies. I it's guess. true. Uh, we could bring back snacks to the boat. Or, or we can't eat snacks on this boat. That's going to get, like, <laughs> ants. What are That's ants? an ant. We know what ants are. Do we know what ants are? Uh, yeah. Probably. Those little black guys? I don't know why they go on a boat. They have to get swim across all the water. Hmm. That seems very unlikely, Team Captain. Have you ever seen an ant crossing water? Robot, do you know about ants? Can they cross water? I've never water? seen ants or water. I am not familiar with ants. Okay. Not historically accurate or relevant. Oh, jeez. I assume they would have been historically relevant during the founding of Alpha Complex. You'd have to take an environmental survey, right? I am programmed to be familiar with knowledge that must be censored and knowledge that must be distributed. Other interests are few and far between. But you've got some. Doesn't all knowledge fall into needs to be distributed or needs to be censored? Knowledge of ants. Oh. All right. Uh, what about knowledge of snack zones? Going to the snack zone. Having a snack. 
Okay, you guys are gonna go off the boat into the snack zone? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love snackies. Alright. Uh, you go across uh, one of the bridges to the snack zone. Uh, this is a zone in which there are snacks. There's lots of tables with umbrellas to protect you from the sun. Um, what sun? Well, the the bright the brightness. Okay. What was I saying? Yeah, there's lots of lots of tables with umbrellas and chairs. Um, you can you can get a nice view because uh, there's there's a gap between the snack zone in the center and there's bridges across, so you can you can take a look at the lake down below. And of course, there are lots of stalls with snacks. Uh, it looks like there are, there's, there's lots of cool foods that you can eat here. Um, most of them are foods that you eat all the time, but they're, they're served in, in cool and interesting ways. Hmm. What, um, That's cool and possibly what's like the ambient te- temperature of this sector? The temperature? Yeah. Um, I'd say it's a pretty nice, it's a pretty nice warm day, but there's a cool breeze. Can you tell us more about the snacks? Yes, there are uh, cups for bouncy bubble beverage uh, or other drinks if you really need to have some other drink for some reason um, that are shaped like uh, armed forces soldiers. But uh, I need that. You want that? I need that. Okay. Uh, yeah, armed forces soldiers with the with the the helmet is uh, just open on the top and you can drink out of their skulls. Sort of. It's a little, a little weird, but you know. But yeah, that would be uh, three credits to get uh, get a bouncy bubble beverage in one of the special cups. Is that the only fancy cup style that they sell? Um, it looks like that's the only fancy cup. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm, I'll pay three credits uh, and and have a juice. It comes right. with the juice, right? Or do I just get the cup? No, that that comes with the drink too. Okay. Yeah. Did we did we forget to read the history of the boat? Um, yes. I. Don't believe you read any history about the boat yet. Uh, we, need to, we need to read the history of the you boat. You guys were snack. Well, you can go back there later for now. Well, the um, the guys we're looking for are here, I say, and take a big slip of my uh, juice. Yeah, no shit, I found them. Anyways, um, there is, there's actually um, a plaque here um, that talks a little bit about the snacks, so I will just read that for you. <laughs> That's what says. There a history of the snack zone. The plaque says fun food, and it says... Did you know that food wasn't always fun? It's true. Prior to the establishment of the Fun Food Act of year 36 of the computer, the military had to subsist on something called an MRE, which Old Reckoning Records indicate stood for Moderately Recreational Edibles. These were packages which contained several foods all individually wrapped, which a clone would have to unwrap and eat one at a time, costing extensive time usage and unhappiness. Thankfully, now a clone, armed forces or not, can reduce their meal times reduce container usage, and increase the tastiness of their day with fun foods. Fun foods. One box, one meal, one ingredient. Fun foods. What's the one ingredient? It doesn't Fun! Bother. Gonna be fun. It's fun. fun. Um, anyways, there are fun foods here that you would normally get, but they're in uh, a little tin box, um, and it says MRE on it, but then below that, in parentheses, it says not actually MRE. Oh, thank God. What are the MREs called? They're moderately... Moderately, moderately recreational edibles. edibles. Don't worry, it's going on the poster. <laughs> we're going to have to give a presentation in like four weeks when we finally get to the end of this mission and we're not going to remember anything. Yeah. Well, that's why we're writing it down. 
By the way, I should probably mention, this is the part of the podcast where I first started adding in ideas from the community. Just to make sure that I didn't run out of things for the players to look at at any point, I asked for some suggestions, and I got some lovely ones. If I was a really smart person, I would have written down what each person did and contributed to each episode and where it comes up, but I kind of forgot to do that because I was busy actually running the session. I also don't really know who wants their stuff attributed and by what name. So tell you what, if you are one of the people who gave me an idea that is used in an episode, just tell me which number episode it was and which idea was yours, and I'll credit you in the description of the episode. But whether or not anyone wants their name listed somewhere, I do want to give a big thank you for all the wonderful ideas. And even a thank you to the ones that I didn't actually use, which were still very valuable to the brainstorming process, even if I couldn't use every single one. Uh, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's that and the drinks, and that's pretty much how the snack zone works. If you were really high clearance level, you could get other cool snacks, but at Orange, you can still get some, some pretty cool stuff. What cool snack can I get that a red person can't? Well, you can get the fake MREs with, uh, Orange, you be glad, fun foods, instead Good, I want of, one of those. Uh, and I'm just going to look at Kyle in the eyes and I'm going to enjoy it. And obviously you can get um, orange-flavored bouncy bubble beverage if you want. And well, that's the, not a uh, fun memorabilia. I can get that anywhere. But it's in well, the cup. Well, you can, you, in, in the cup, I mean, you know. Sure. How much does it cost to get one of the cups that I can drink out of the man's head? It's three. Three, three credits. Even if I'm getting the orange flavor? Uh, is, isn't that cheaper than a can of orange? It Maybe. is. <laughs> a hot dog. That sounds great. <laughs> So system exploit, I guess. <laughs> Guys, we it, need to buy as many probably as possible, cheaper to make the plastic cans than the aluminum ones. We need to reseal them and sell them for a profit. <laughs> I think that might be difficult. Also illegal. Yeah, it sounds kind illegal? of free enterprisey. Probably illegal. Show me the law. Hmm. Uh, what are the troubleshooters doing? Yes, that's a good question. That um, is a good question. It I looks like that. they are. It looks like they are having some snacks and they're discussing something amongst themselves. <laughs> Uh, at at one of the tables, all all huddled at the table. What snack did uh, they get? All right, okay, right. who are... wants to try listening in on them? Me, it's me. I volunteer, team captain. All right, it appears that a man has volunteered. All Robot, right. I need you to scan for historical accuracy and uh stuff uh at that table right there. And I point at the table right next to their table, and I will uh, supervise you to see if this is a historical table that has been taken out of historical context and placed here for nefarious means. Uh, very well. The robot walks over and starts scanning it. And you, uh, you're gonna make a, a listen? Yeah, I'm gonna make a listen. listen? Yeah, I'm gonna do a little, a little, a little peep, a little peep with my ears. A little ear peep. Alright, uh, let's see. What, uh, what skill do you propose to roll for this? Uh, it's definitely gonna be surveillance? That is... For sneaking. using electronics, you could. Uh, I'll allow sneaking, I guess. Great! I love that you allowed me to do that. Just this once. Oh Probably boy, somewhere. let's. I did pretty good. Three successes, two failures. Okay. Three successes. Uh, let's see. So the successes are that as you walk over, you hear them talking, and they say, "So what do you think about all the cargo containers?" And another one says, well, I think they've got lots of good cargo in them, but we got to make sure that they send back the ones that aren't supposed to be here. And the third one says, I love cargo very much, but what I don't like is when bad things happen to the cargo that I like. 
So let's make sure that the cargo is really good first. This is what's known in game mastering as giving your players a subtle hint. No, I do actually have a few more things to say about this. I don't want to spoil what actually happens in this mission, so I'm going to be careful how I phrase this, but I think I did actually design this mission a bit poorly because there's some areas of the museum that are very interesting, but that there's not really a good reason for the players to go to them except because the players want to see what I, the Game Master, made, even if they don't really directly have to do with the mission. I think it would have made more sense in hindsight if I had had these guys suggest that one of the things in the museum itself is actually important or part of their plan somehow other than just the cargo, and then the players would have to look for that, regardless of if that's actually true or maybe slightly uh, red herring. Alternatively, and this is something that me and the players actually discussed after the mission, it might have made more sense to make it so that to get from one end of the exhibit to the other, you have to pass through all the other stuff. That way the players would have to go back and forth and they would see these things automatically. I hadn't really been thinking about what it would do to the way the players explored when I set up the actual shape of the map. I just pictured a shape in my head and said, hmm, that would look cool. Which, again, I won't spoil why I designed the map the way it was. So I think maybe I'll just shut my mouth here for now. I've explained as much as I need to that I think I could have done the phrasing better for what the NPCs were talking about. I didn't really expect the players to actually eavesdrop on them. I don't know why I didn't prepare for that. It seems really obvious in hindsight, but I was just expecting them to kind of follow them around. I prepared visual stuff to tell about what they were doing, but no audio. Oh well. Uh, and then the bad news is that after they say that, uh, one of them notices that you're standing a little bit close, and uh, they just start eating their snacks and not talking. Robot, what is your verdict? Is this table nefarious? This table does not appear to have any historical context. It appears to be a modern alpha complex table, and therefore does not have much impact on the psyche of the average citizen. Oh yeah, while I'm sticking some Game Master notes in here, let me stick this one in so I can tell you a little bit about this robot. The robot hasn't exactly done anything explicitly helpful or unhelpful yet, but that is kind of the point. When you're designing any kind of mission or campaign or scenario for any kind of tabletop game, you will put in characters. No shit. But you'll put in characters, presumably to either help or hinder the players. Arguably, there's a third thing they could do, which is just be a completely neutral entity which exists only to dispense a quest. But I would personally argue that even a quest giver who's just here to say, please kill 20 goblins will either somewhat helpfully point out where the goblins are or suggest how to kill them, or maybe will dismissively tell you to kill 20 goblins and tell you that they don't like you, which is not exactly unhelpful, but you understand what I'm trying to say. Most NPCs will have some kind of positive or negative bias to the player. It can also be very helpful as a game mastering tool, however, to have a character who you can switch between being helpful or unhelpful. Not in the middle of a mission, but at some point in the mission, it's decided, and from then you can continue. In a Call of Cthulhu scenario I designed, there is a police detective. The police detective is designed to be suspicious, both of the players and to the players. They're kind of weird and eccentric, and players don't like weird eccentric police detectives messing around when they're trying to investigate stuff. 
at the start of the mission, he tells the players where some dangerous things are, and he also tells them, don't mess with that, that's police business, we'll have it cleared out, and then you can investigate whatever you're investigating later. This is technically helpful information, but he's phrasing it in such a way that it kind of comes across as unhelpful. So it could maybe be either one. Then, later in the scenario, he can show up again. But what's he going to do? Here's where I wrote two sort of separate characters, where the detective could really be either one. See, I didn't know if the players were going to be ahead of where I wanted them to be in the investigation, or behind it. And rather than introducing something new to suddenly help or hinder them, which feels kind of cheap, I wanted to have something in my pocket to use as an emergency. He could either show up and tell them something useful, or he could show up and tell them, hey, I don't like the way you're investigating this place, it's ruining my work, and make them do some other stuff to get around him. Or if the players are, somehow, exactly where I want them to be and I don't want anything to change, maybe he just doesn't show up again. This robot is exactly the same way. It is a robot assigned to their equipment. That's usually good, even if it doesn't do anything particularly helpful. It's an extra body to tell to do things or watch things or what have you. But it doesn't know that they're troubleshooters and they're going to have to manage the information that the robot learns, which could be a bit annoying. Some good, some bad. Could be interpreted either way. When they actually met the robot, you may recall that they didn't quite get along perfectly. There was a little bit of tension. The robot didn't really like the way that they did things, but uh, it seemed to work itself out decently enough. Currently, the players are pretty much exactly where I want them to be, so I decided that the robot is sort of a passive, neutral robot. He's just trying to do his job and get along with these troubleshooters, who he doesn't know are troubleshooters. But I also had in mind a couple of alternative robots. One who was a bit more peppy and helpful and zipped around on its own trying to do things to help the players. Or, alternatively, a more snobby version of this robot who is very detrimental to the players, always hindering them and trying to make sure they're not doing anything wrong for HPD and MC. This whole concept isn't like copyright or trademark me. I'm sure plenty of other people do it. It's just something interesting I noticed that I had formed a habit of doing when I was designing scenarios. At first, I would always make things like, ah, if they're doing well, then these guys appear to stop them, or alternatively, these other guys appear to help them. But that sucks. God. The first Pathfinder dungeon I ever made, I had it so that there would be an extra group of adventurers who were working their way into the dungeon at the end if you didn't have enough stuff at the final boss. Or, alternatively, there would be some more bad guys if there was not enough. And now, don't get me wrong. Like, holy crap. I take out traps or enemies or stuff from dungeons all the time, or just, like, add an extra two in if the balance is wrong as we're playing. That's completely normal. Everybody does that. But wouldn't it be so much more interesting if the players encountered some other adventurers in town before they go to the dungeon, and then once they're in there, those adventurers show up again either to help them or maybe to try to kill them and get the treasure first. Come on, that's so much better. Ah, fuck, I've been talking for like five minutes. All right, lecture over, class dismissed. I thought maybe it was a rare table from a limited run edition. If it was a rare table, I'd want to take a picture of it with me next to it. I don't think it is, Captain. Uh, okay. I trust your judgment. You're doing a perfectly adequate job. Mr. Robot, I want you to commend you on your adequacy. Uh, so I think we should keep our, um, you should keep your MRE box, and I'll keep my, my fun uh, juice cup 
or you got one too, I guess. And um, we can use them for our presentation. Uh, I'm gonna uh, go back to the the group, and I'm just gonna walk up, and I'm gonna say, uh, and I hope the robot's trailing behind me so it doesn't catch this. And I just kind of tell the group, I'm like, yeah, the uh, the troubleshooters are really into those crates, and they want to put their stupid troubleshooter fingers all over the shit inside the crates. It sounds like, I guess. That seems like that they should be allowed to do that. That doesn't sound wrong to me. Yeah, but like they said in a way that like, like. Like hypothetically, like if we were like doing crimes, like it would just like they'd be talking like that, and it would be bad. They're talking in the crime speak, and I tap my nose, and then I blow it into a handkerchief because I made myself sneeze. Dusty tables. And now, uh, which zone were you headed to, or did you pick one yet? Uh, let's see. Team captain, well, have we checked out the heat? thing what's the other one the other one is the no 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 no. the uh the z4 one i mean i don't believe you've been to z4 history of inventory infantry i love infantry you want to go there yeah yeah okay um as as you go there a man in a green uh uniform uh walks up to you and says hello are you the team from hpd and mc yes that's us you said hpd and mc right not hbd he said HPD, yes. Okay, great. That's awesome. Oh, good. I'm sorry that I uh, I couldn't greet you at the gate. My name is uh, Glenn G, and I am one of the... No. <laughs> this isn't the same guy, is it? No, it can't be. It doesn't be. look like the same guy. Well, let him finish saying his name so we can find out. <laughs> Go ahead. If you really want to make your players lose their fucking minds, just introduce a character who has the same name as another character from, like, months ago in the campaign, but who the players are bound to remember the name of. They'll go apeshit to see if this is actually the same guy somehow, even though it's definitely not. They won't be able to think of anything else for hours, maybe days. This is just an absolutely miserable and evil thing to do, and you should probably never do it. I mean, there's a reason that we have all these fucking fantasy names like Urquath and Zakdo, so that we don't have to repeat fucking names all the time. You should never, ever, ever use the same name multiple times. Unless you just really want to piss your players off. Uh, my name is Glenn G. MRE, and I am the current proprietor of this, uh... Well, I'm the on-site manager, I suppose. I'm not the, the owner, but you understand. I, I manage the heat exhibit, and, um... I just wanted to make sure everything's going smoothly. Um, check on your progress so far. He seems He seems a little bit... Maybe a little bit nervous, and maybe a little bit annoyed, you're not sure. My favorite part of the exhibit is when the door fell off. Door fell off, he says? Yeah. When the door fell off the boat. And we were expecting it. Oh, I see. I will have to have a word with the workers. We have almost they were all right of on our, it. Almost all of our staff are currently working on the boat because it's such a large project. It's actually a, a new acquisition, you see. We didn't have it at any of the old openings, so that's why it's taking so much time to prepare it. Because it's never been never been revealed before, but we think it'll be a big attraction. Um, metaphorically, it literally is the biggest big attraction. Attraction, yeah. Metaphorically, it will also bring in the customers who want to see it. I think the boat is a very large uh, vehicle, very large. Um, what is the storage capability of a vehicle that size? Well, um, I, I guess I hadn't thought about that. It does have quite a large uh, capacity for. For all kinds of uh, uh, cargo and, and items, 
I think it's mostly supposed to have um, soldiers on it, you know, and 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 weapons. Uh, there's lots you... of lots and of room have... for soldiers to sleep on it, as far as How I can tell. How do you tell. select the workers that are uh, restoring it? What was that? How do you select the workers that are restoring it? Well, um, I guess we get most of our staff from uh, either tech services or occasionally something else like PLC or power firms. Um, we find anyone who's who's good at uh, sensitive work because we don't want to damage anything. And we just try to carefully restore uh, all of the items here. The selection process is it's not, it's not too complicated. There's no long interviews or anything like that. Interesting. What? Interesting. <laughs> okay. Um, he says, "Well, I don't want to. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I'm sure you're very busy. But uh, here is my PDC contact information. If you want to speak with me, or if you want to see me in person, I'll be at the administration building. Uh, so you know, just continue. Anything, anything wrong at all? Just let me know, and we'll get it sorted out as fast as we can." Team Captain, I uh, lean in to, to lights. Team Captain should ask him uh, what the troubleshooters have been up to. Hey, yeah, that's a good idea. So uh, those troubleshooters, uh, what have they been up to? Hmm. Oh, oh yes. Uh, we also have some troubleshooters here. They're um. Well, it, it's not it's not anything of uh, historical uh, quality. I I assure you. There's just some issues with the the cargo scheduling. Um, there's well, been some kind of mix-up, and we're not receiving some of the right shipments, and... Is the cargo not, uh, historical? Well, no, not really. It's, it's mostly metal parts for the, you know, the, the heat facility itself, or, um, supplies, you know, for the, for the workers, um, tools. I suppose there's some metal parts that we are using. Some of the you know, materials for, for the, the items here. We, we have to replace them. They're so decayed. I mean, the boat, for example, you know, it was completely rusted over, almost unrecognizable when we first acquired it. We've had to replace many of the parts, but the, the structure itself, I assure you, is completely accurate, uh, except for the parts which your, on previous visits we've had removed due to, uh, requests from HPD and MC. I assure you, it's, com- it's completely compliant. We haven't changed anything since you've last been here. Hmm. Probably want to check to see how many of the materials they're shipping out are of historical value versus how much they're shipping in. I assume that they are trying to get in historical parts when they can to replace stuff if it's in good condition. But I don't know. It's up to you, Team Captain. Um. You know what? Yeah, I think we should investigate because who knows where history can be found. Can they be say history's anywhere. made every day. Yeah. What is history, if not things that... Or what is the present, if not the history in the future? All right, well, uh, as I said, I'll be on my way now, but feel free to contact me. Uh, where's your office at? It is in Zone 1, in the administration building. All right, uh, when he leaves, can we have a quick group huddle? Yep, sure. Yeah. Uh, Robot, scan the floor. So Glenn G, he's that guy we really cheesed off, right? He used to be Glenn B? Or is that a different guy? I, I thought that this was the guy who died like a thousand times in the elevator. Well, there was a guy named Glenn who was green and he did die a thousand times. This guy doesn't look like him, though. Um, I well, think I mean, we how much genetic drift happens when you die no, a thousand no, no, times? No, 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 hang on. I know we've... I, I may have even written it down, but I know for a fact we know his number because he kept telling us his number every time he died. 
Yeah, but well, do you but really think the last number that we heard him on is going to matter? Like, yeah. what he is now? No, but I mean, we, we know his uh, sector number. We would know his sector. Do you know his sector it. number? Because I don't remember anything. <sighs> I wrote it down, but I'm having trouble finding it in my notes. Um, question. This guy did not, he didn't tell us his number. Was that a misspeak of you, or did he, like, not say that? He just didn't mention it. You know, when they introduce themselves, people don't always do the, the whole thing, the full thing. Yeah, it'd be weird if you were the history history cops or whatever the hell we are, and you said, hi, I'm uh, on Clone 5. And they'd be like, what the hell are you on Clone 5? And I was like, mm. A lot of people get on Clone 5. I'd be more concerned if he's on Clone 500. Right, mm. which he would be if he was the same Glenji. I'm never gonna be... get... How, uh, just, like, how common are the same names? Um... Because you could just have, like, kind of any name, you know? So Well, what's the... I, I mean, it, it happens all the time, I guess. Um, you know, there's there's gotta be hundreds of glens maybe thousands um maybe maybe a ten thousand maybe there's ten thousand glens you know glen's pretty common maybe they're brothers no <laughs> all right what are, uh, sorry what was that sorry <laughs> what was that no, it just thing. came over me what was that what did you say to me <laughs> all right so you were on your way to zone four before this started you want to you still want to go there I guess we could take a quick spin in Zone 4 before we loop back to Zone 1. That should give the troubleshooters time to finish their snacks, and then they'll go look at the crates, and we can be looking at the crates while they look at the crates. Right? That seems that seems about right. Like, if I glance back at them, are they almost done with their snacks, or are they just lounging about waiting for us to leave so they can continue talking about nonsense? It looks like, they're st- they're, it looks like they've continued talking at this point, now that you're not next to them. Who else wants to go spy on them? I mean, you could just keep well, going back and forth, but... Well, we I mean, we don't have to just, like, think, walk up to, to their table. To Unlike a Skyrim quest that will eventually cause bad things to happen if you keep fucking it up. Like, the sky... these They're clearly... There's something clearly going on with those crates, and these guys don't want us to think about those crates, despite the fact that there's nothing contentious about talking about crates. You know? I mean, we know that their mission is to inspect the crates, right? Yeah, like, but, like, know. if there was nothing suspicious that they were doing, then they'd just be like, yeah, we're looking at the crates, and then they look over at us, and then they just keep talking about the crates. Yeah, that's true. The one guy, the one guy, kept talking about how he wants the good cargo and he wants to make sure it's good. Yeah, this guy's literally just going like, "There's the goods, goods, the goods," and mm. I, I know from experience that that's something that we should be looking into. Yeah, because what if we want the goods? I mean, uh, what if we want to protect the goods? Yeah. Uh... All right, let's go. So, you're... so should we go to the cargo? Yeah, let's go to heat. Let's go to the infantry exhibit first. Uh, by the yeah. time we come back, yeah. we All go right. back. So you head how, to the. Um... How easy is it to see from, like, one exhibit into another? Like, um, well, the infantry walls? one is mostly indoors, so you can't very well. But most of the time you can see across, but you, you can't see individual people. It's very big. You can't see all the way across. Hmm. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. That's a fair question. Um, okay, so, uh, yes. Uh, so you head to Zone 4. You head to the History of Infantry. <clears throat> all right, so you head into the building... Um, this is kind of, this kind of looks more like an art gallery almost, uh, and it's got various things up against each of the walls. Um, you notice that there's a lot of stuff that's just blotted out completely black. Um, but some of the, some of the stuff looks untouched. There's about three or four things. So you want to take a look at some of them? Love history. How are they censored? Is it just like black paint or like, what's the deal there? Um, well, you, you, you walk over to one of the blackout things. There's a, there's a big poster that just says like, this is a view of, and then there, in year 105 of the computer, you, and then, and like, right, it's just like, unintelligible because everything's Could been you, censored. Like, 
Could you like theoretically like pull the black part off? Like what what is the method in which this has been censored? Um, it looks like it's been maybe spray painted, so it would probably be nearly impossible. <sighs> That's not very right. historically accurate. Well, has this been done for pretty much all the exhibits, or? Um, no, like I said, there's a couple that you can actually look at. So let's just walk over to one. Um, says the ghost that follows your party around, and uh, this one says. And we got rid of you, Mr. What ghost? <laughs> uh, this one says, Infantry over time. And it says on the plaque next to it, Behold, the evolution of the armed forces. Our boys in blue and red grunts too didn't always look just so. Over time, design principles have changed. Let's take a look at some snapshots of history. And uh, you see four big pictures, uh, big, like giant movie posters up on the wall. Uh, and each one of them is like a... What's it called? The Vitruvian Man? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, the first one is just entirely black. It just says... It, it doesn't say anything. It's just... It's completely blotted out. So you don't even know if that one's anything. The second one says... Year 007 of the computer. Official Alpha Complex Standard Issue Number 3. And it shows uh, a man in a... Sort of a strange uniform. It's It's sort of got green splotchy camouflage all over it. And it only has a very small red badge on the chest in the shape of a shield that says clearance level. And uh, he's holding a really weird-looking gun. And there's writing on the poster with, like, arrows pointing to stuff to, like, tell you what all the details are. But most of them are blacked out. So, unfortunately, you don't really know that. Um, he's got a helmet that looks kind of the same camouflage as everything else. Uh, he's got a brown backpack. And he's got some grenades that look pretty similar to to the frag grenades that you guys use. Um, I have a question. And there's also some really big parts of the image that are blocked out, like his left arm is just... You can't see that. It's all black, hmm. spray-painted black, but, uh, you know, I don't know. Um, what? Uh, the, oh, what? Which suit uh, type is the cups that they sell? Um, that one, look, the cups... Uh, it's a good question, let's see. Um, it looks most like the fourth one, which is the most modern one. Um, do you want me to tell you about that one first, or should I go in order? In order. Order. All right. Uh, so the third picture uh, says, Year 126, Urban Protocol Upgrade. Um, this one shows a woman in a red uniform, but it's still not really like what you would expect. It's not what you're used to. Um, instead of red, white, and black, which is usually what the armed forces grunts wear, it's just red and gray. And it's got horizontal stripes across the chest that have the name and rank inscribed on it. Uh, although the name has been censored and it just says uh, Sergeant. Uh, and uh, there's a variety of gadgets that are showed, most of which look pretty much like weapons that you know about. Lasers and blasters and simple looking slug throwers. They look different, but you, you can recognize them just by looking at them. Um, most of the notes are blacked out, but there's one that points to the helmet. Where there's a, a almost a sentence that you can read. Um, there's some ball bearings on either side of the helmet, and it says, "Wheel deployment for blank, 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 blank. When blank, blank, helmet is capable of blank, blank for up to seventy hours with no outside assistance. Retrieval of blank not deemed acceptable trade due to the cost of keeping wheel deployment charged to full power." Wow, that's very informative. Yeah. Really? Um, <laughs> no. The Wait, fourth do we get, 
Do armed forces have ranks like captain, sergeant, lieutenant, private? Yes, kind of. Um, it doesn't work like you would think it does. Everyone's everyone's got a rank that doesn't really mean anything, except if you're in charge, then your rank means something. Uh, but mostly, they just go by clearance level. It's it kind makes of it a you, lot simpler. It's what you would expect if you got like four guys from the army and locked them in the box and had them reproduce with each other for generations and then took them out of the box and said, well, okay, how does the army work? <laughs> wow, that... thanks for putting that in my head. You're welcome. <laughs> Fucking Is asshole. That... Jesus right. Christ. <laughs> uh, so anyways, the last one says year 194, the quote modern unquote infantry. And this this person this person looks like armed forces grunt. Uh, it's it's almost exactly what you would expect. They've got a, a red suit uh, with some light plaster plating and a helmet that's sort of like a sort of like a rounded cone to deflect any kind of bludgeoning weapon that they're hit with as best it can. Uh, it's got a little visor on the front and a little chin strap, um, and it does have notes on it, but most of them are completely blacked out. There is one that is pointing to his boots. Um, and it says, boot, colon, blank, 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 boot, blank, blank, boots. Boots. That seems pretty clear to me. Blank boot goofing. Blank boot goofing. Um, anyway, that's, uh, that's what this exhibit is. Uh, the robot seems to have started, uh, examining everything on its own. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about this? One second. I'm going to go walk over to the robot and ask him, Robot, why are you just scanning things on your own? I am trying to scan everything that we pass as best I can. Okay. Well, you know, you should ask us first because it's, it's kind of weird if you just kind of go off and start scanning stuff. Is it? It's kind of weird. Like that's his job. It turns off the scanner and says, Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. I should have asked if there were any specifics you wanted me to operate on. Yes. Do you see that wall over there? And I point to a wall. Stop doing this. I do. He says, almost <laughs> knowing Stop. what's going to happen next. Let's <laughs> get rude to the robot. Let's do Could you please that. scan that wall and then scan everything else? Hold on. You're not the leader. You don't need to listen to that guy. That's true. Team captain. Yeah. Scan that wall. Thank you, team captain. The robot slowly trudges over and starts scanning the wall. God, so rude to him. He's just trying to do his he job. He's not really hurting his. He feelings. is doing his job. Yeah, what I told him to do. T-83 has brings a lot your to eyes. the party. Anyways, are we done with this segment over then? Have we examined everything? I feel um, like we have. There's two other exhibits here that you might want to look at. That what are they? Uh, one, of them, one of them is looks like it's something about uh, radio codes, and one of them looks like it's a little uh, like a miniature set. Uh, well, the radio codes is all black. I can see it from here. It emanates black. No, uh, it's, there's legible portions of it. We could just continue going clockwise. The, but the ones, legible. the one, the, these two things, I pointed them out because they're things that are not entirely blacked out. Got it. All right. I'd like to see those then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which one do you want to do first? The radio codes. Okay. <clears throat> the plaque says, Did you know... Before the invention of Securicom Secure Communication Encryptions, in year 56 of the computer, the armed forces needed to use secret code phrases even in the middle of combat. Soldiers and bots alike were trained to only accept commands from other divisions if they were done in code, in case traitorous forces tried to circumvent the chain of command. Here are some examples. 
from before XXXX blank 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 when X blank blank was X blank blank blank. And then in parentheses it says, don't worry, citizen, these codes are no longer in use and not treasonous to know. Oh, thank God. Is that so? Then why is it blacked out? Well, it apparently just doesn't want you to know uh, when these codes were in use. Oh, oh. Okay. Well, um, I'll, I'll post this here for no particular reason. Thank you. Um, but I'll also read uh, a reasonable amount of it. I've got a question for you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you think that they updated the piracy unit to have up-to-date codes? Uh-oh. Um, there's there's oh, a couple sections God. of how to how to structure your code phrases. The I first one says, didn't respond to that question." <laughs> I'm really mad about this. Do you remember like 20 episodes ago when I complained that lights always predicts and ruins my jokes? The first one says definition of goal, and it says you need to defend the division from equals it's raining or you need to block off escape routes for equals it's snowing, and so on and so forth. Wait, does uh, this mean we need to say it's snowing for those, or we need to say you need to block out <laughs> escape routes for? Uh, well, hypothetically, if you're instructing your division on what the weather is, then maybe that's the part that you're supposed to you use be- this code. But more likely, you're supposed to say the part that's nonsense. And it translates into the part that you care about. So you say, it's snowing over here in my house. Exactly. Uh, yes. The second portion is definition of target. Um, soldiers translates to over here. Mutants translates to up there. Civilians translates to down there. Mechs or bots translates to somewhere. Vehicles translates to but only. Leaders or officers translates to under there. Everything translates to all over. Nothing translates to, but not too much. The third thing is definition of locations. And uh, that is, on a- on land translates to, in my house. In the air translates to, in church. In the water translates to, in the grave. Underground translates to, painted red. Everywhere translates to, in pandemonium. Or, on an artificial structure translates to, in the treehouse. You can also add special things, such as, uh, or no sweets till Sunday means at all costs. If mommy says so means, but only if your other objectives are complete. And so don't scrape your knees means don't take any risks. There's also some solo commands such as don't do anything until I tell you that I'm finished giving commands or I'm finished giving commands or forget the last thing I've said or forget everything I've said and so on and so forth, all of which have their own little phrases, which I'm sure that we won't have to uh, use those at any point in time, so I'm not going to read every single one. If you make us use these, I'm going to just shoot myself. Myself, yeah. And I'll come back as Dwight O. Fight 4. There is a completely reasonable chance that these will never come up in this mission. (sighs) Yeah, there's an unreasonable chance that they will come up, though. Hey, uh... I'm glad that you posted them so that we could see them. I'm a generous god. I, I have a question. Oh yeah, what's that? For this, for our robot, rather. Oh, uh, you go over to the wall. <sighs> Say, stop, scan everything, not just the wall. Anyways. Very well. I kick a wall. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, Anyways, kick uh, it. <laughs> if, is, uh, you already know what I'm asking about? Well, how would I know what you're asking about? You just said kick the wall. 
Do you think I can read does your that mind? Have to do with what you're about to ask? <laughs> it does, in, in, in some sense, yes. I like where this is going. So, <laughs> what? So, if you were to scan something, you would know whether or not it's a robot, right? I think so. Think so. Is this while it's looking at metal? Um, pretty much everything's metal here, honestly. Although these have been uh, painted to look like old-fashioned brickwork, but it's definitely still metal. Uh, I pat this brickwork. It does not seem to be a robot. All right. Now, there, do you know how phenomenally unlikely else? it is that we'll find a robot that looks like a wall? We given how many walls there are. Oh yeah. Do you want to? Um, did you read that? I did. No, I mean, did you read? Did, did we? Did we read it out loud? No, I, I don't think we read it out loud. Because I believe we read the other service service about uh, giving a presentation, but um, I guess we should note that there's another service service, which is, um, it's called Weird Walls, and the details are, some kind of new evil secret robotic agent is sneaking around certain sectors of Alpha Complex. It is a very flexible machine, literally, that can press itself flat against walls or floors to blend in. So if you see any suspicious flat metal surfaces... You should kick them or shoot them and see if it's actually a robot. Y'all thinking I'm crazy telling you to scan walls. I didn't see that there was a second service service, so I'm glad that you said that. Uh, now you know. Anyways, uh, kicking the walls here doesn't seem to do anything. What does a suspicious wall look like? You know what? Never mind. I'll, I'll, figure, I'll know it when I see it. If you say so. Don't make me walk over to the pirate unit, which you described as very wall-like and flat, and start kicking it. Because I'm sure that, <laughs> that uh, the curators will not be happy. Hmm. Uh, the last thing, the last thing is, uh, it's a nice little table with, uh, you know, a little Warhammer minis. It's a diorama. It sh- seems to be showing a, a battle of, si- of some, some kind. Unfortunately, um, the description of this battle has been pretty much completely censored. So you have no idea what it's about. Um, but it looks like there are a bunch of, uh, Alpha Complex soldier miniatures, um, who are just absolutely shredded. They have gigantic biceps and abdomen armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have gigantic guns, and they are assaulting uh, what appears to be a big brick wall with a metal door, and behind it, there are, like, gross, melty, slimy mutant minis, and also some normal-looking citizens who are holding up some signs that say communism, and they're also screaming in terror. (laughs) Um, And it looks, it says, uh, on the bottom of the podium, it says, um, press buttons for interactive elements, and there's a button that says... Press button. I push all of them, just all of them, I don't read them. Okay. Um, you press as as lights hits the first one, uh, which says "press for laser gun." The the barrel tips of the armed forces troops uh, they light up, and you hear Um As he presses the second one, which says "door breach," the little metal door opens up, and you hear a noise, and you hear a very uh, compressed voice clip that says "clear out those commies," and then. Uh, after a few seconds, the door closes again, so you can do it again. And I'm I push all the buttons at the same time. Did you not understand? I'm working on it, okay? I need you um, to edit all of these so you're saying it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> as he presses and the last one, says, press 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 as light hits the first metal door, it opens up, and you hear a little and you hear the barrel of the armed forces troops compressed. They light up, and it says, clear out those commies. Thank you for listening to this episode of Paranoia. Fight together or die a clown.
and the last one says press for mortar, and a small mortar encampment fires a tiny little metal shell that arcs through the air and lands behind the wall. Uh, it bounces a couple times, and then it rolls off the diorama table and onto the floor. Uh, I don't think that's good. Can we pick uh, it up? You want to pick it up with your hands? I'm going <laughs> to examine it, it, see like if it's that. evil. 